Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? Today we're going to be talking about the Week 3 waiver wire. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. That intro took about four takes, three takes. You know, it's just because I'm in a, I'm not in the the right headspace. You know, after <laughs> what happened this week. Um, my name is Morgan Colby. I got before we even jump into anything that happened this week. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? Uh, today we're going to talk about the week three waiver wire. Um, and then we're. I think we should start with some things that happened this week. We'll talk more in detail uh, later this week on the Friday show about some of the mm. stuff, but we'll quickly recap some of the week and then go into our week three waiver wire. Before we do that, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Jams on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us at Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. It really helps if you subscribe, probably the most if you subscribe. So be sure to subscribe to mm-hmm. the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe also on there. All subscriptions. If you aren't listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe. If you are listening on any of those podcast platforms, jump on over to YouTube and then subscribe on there as well. It's only helpful. Yeah. Be sure to click the you bell should. for notifications and like and comment down below. We also have a word from our sponsor. So this week was relatively um, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just reading Devonte Adam news. <laughs> um, yeah. It was relatively depressing. Um, a lot of injuries all at once. Um, and it was a, uh, <laughs> I am probably one of the only fantasy rosters in society that went injury free this weekend. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but that, that might not be a good thing because there's a lot of listen, listen, bro. Um, so I, I, there was a tweet if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, by Edwin Porras from a Paras. I don't know how to say his last name. So I'm just going to say Edwin from fantasy points. Have you ever heard of him? Doctor of physical Uh, therapy. He's a medical analyst for the fantasy points. I've not heard of him. Okay. Um, so he tweeted, it's all, it's all good. So he tweeted um, a list of of injuries that happened this weekend, at least of major, major players. Um, so Saquon obviously toasted his ACL. Uh, McCaffrey had an ankle injury. Mostert had an ankle injury. Uh, is that right? Mostert had an ankle injury or was, yep. it, is, it, was it an MCL? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. It was, it was uh, Devontae of- Adams left the game with a hamstring injury. Paris Campbell... Uh, he had an MCL injury, I believe. Will Fuller, don't know what happened to him. Uh, Watkins, uh, he had a concussion. Drew Locke got hurt. He's going to be out a couple weeks. Jimmy G Sutton. had an ankle injury. Uh, yes, Sutton is out for the season, I believe. Um, I guess Julio was hurt in some uh, regards. Not really sure where that went. And Tyreek Hill as well. Montgomery had some kind of like neck he came back situation. Game, he came back into the game, but um, our, our writer, Adam Hutchison, who also does medical stuff, uh, stated earlier yesterday, I believe, um, that he could miss some time. Yeah. Or not miss time, but uh, have limited practice capacity. So, um, and then obviously injuries that have happened in the past, but the biggest one being Saquon. We're not going to, we'll go into more details about any <laughs> majority of these injuries on the Friday show, but. Saquon, man, GGing your whole team. You had Saquon on our, in our home league, and you're giving up. But please, I know you're. In a, I know. I know you're. I know you're in a hard place right now. But what's what advice do you give people who had a major injury this weekend? Well, obviously, as much as I want to, you you shouldn't give up because there, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to like ignore the season from this point on. Um, I also had Barkley in our listener league. So I have Barkley in our home league and the listener league. So I was kind of relying on Barkley a lot this year. It's so unlucky that he got injured, but yeah. I'm not going to give up in either of those leagues. Um, I still feel like I have a good team in the listener league. Uh, what you should probably do is 
I mean, depending on who got injured, you're going to want to try to trade for just the best you can do right now is just trade for the replacement. Um, I wouldn't go out and spend all your waiver budget on Wayne Gollman or Devontae Freeman or Deion Lewis. Oh, um, I thought about Devontae Freeman for all of three and a half minutes. I don't even know if he's going to sign. He's being that so... Giants offensive line is not good. No, it's not. Um, Deion Lewis had 10 carries for 20 yards. So it's it's not like, I mean, Barkley was having a good game before he got injured. Yeah. I think he had like five carries for 30 yards. But there's that. That's the one of the only players in the league that I would trust with the on the Giants. Like even a decent running back, right? Who is like you know, like if you put David Johnson on from Houston to the Giants, I'm I don't want David Johnson because I think that Giants team is brutal and that offensive line is awful, one of the worst in the league. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go out and get the replacements for them. Um, I don't know if you have McCaffrey, maybe you want to get Mike Davis just because he's going to only be out for like four to six weeks. So it's more of like a handcuff rather than a full on replacement. Right. Um, but I still wouldn't try to spend all my waiver budget on him. I would just try to go out and trade for the replacements at this point. Hopefully you think... drafted well and you have the depth to do so. Yeah. Um, and just try your best, honestly, to just get the perfect lineup you can. Cause you're not going to, it's going to be really difficult if you had a Barkley to build a championship type roster where it looks yeah. perfect um, at this point, it's just going to be really hard to do that, but you can still win your league. If you just, you just have to play it right. You got to start the right guys. You got to pick up the right players and yeah. try to trade for a, a, a solid running back. I think as the, you know, the waiver wire really does become the most important aspect, not just when a player goes down, but in, in general, the waiver wire becomes one of the most at like after the right after the draft, the waiver wire becomes the most uh, important, probably the most important thing to winning your championship. And so, especially when you're in a situation where one of your star players goes down, um, it's only one player on your team. So it's like, I'm not going to be sitting there going, Oh my God, I lost Barkley for the whole season because Barkley's only 20 points in a game. And it's like, if you had a good secondary running back, you can make it work. In your case, you have Joe Mixon and you still have some decent assets on your team. So, you know, you really just for the next couple of weeks, you have some good situations. I mean, if you're watching that Carolina game, I'm not a big fan of Mike Davis, but he looked good in the passing game. And I think he can do something relatively decent for your team, like 10, 12, 13 fantasy points a game until McCaffrey gets back um, and that'll help your team, especially if you're handcuffing, if you're a team that lost Barkley, I don't think Mike Davis is a bad option. You also have Jarek McKinnon. We'll talk about some of these pickups today, but there are options for you on the waiver wire. And if you know, somebody on your bench starts to play really well, um, or you pick up a guy who ends up playing really well, like Parker last year, that's a trade asset, you know? So um, it's just, it just depends on what you really want to try to do with your team. But just because you lost Barkley doesn't mean it's over. Um, you still have a chance uh, to to go after a championship. So don't get discouraged there. I also want to note um, <laughs> on Naheem Hines. What did he get? One catch? I think he had one catch yeah, for four yards. Catch. Yep. You're right on that one. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'll be, I'll be fair. It was a, it was a uh, triple positive game script and Phillip Rivers only threw it to the running back three times in the entire game. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, when in games where they're down, you might see Hines get more like he did in week one. But yeah. I think in games where they're warning, it'll probably just be 100% Jonathan Taylor, which I I mean, again, I still said like Jonathan Taylor would obviously benefit the most. I just thought Hines right. would have some passing game work enough relevancy to potentially be a flex. But I don't, in- think, I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> still, I still think he's worth like you don't cut him yeah. after the bad week, like keep him on your roster. But right. yeah, definitely, definitely don't start him. I just thought that was funny. Um, JT did have 20, 28 touches. Yeah, that's, I mean, every JT fan or every JT owner. Yeah. It's their dream. Coming um, true. Yeah. It, it was pretty interesting. Uh, Carson made us look like fools. <laughs> I mean, he had like seven points up until that last. Yeah. I think he had like the, touch, the touchdown catch. A touchdown, yeah. Uh, I, would, um, I will say this on Carson like so that. Um, the people who love Carson can can get triggered in the comments. Um, I do think Carson is touchdown dependent. So if he does have good weeks, um, sure. they're all going to be based on whether or not he scores a touchdown. And you know, I still like with Carson, I still don't hate him, especially right now. I think our biggest issue with Carson is 
is Carlos Hyde is there and he got mm-hmm. like, I think like six touches, which was on a lot, but in week one, he had like seven or eight touches as well. Yeah. And then when Penny comes back to, they just, they're going to have a lot of guys in that backfield where Carson is going to be the best one and yeah. he's going to get the most carries, but you're going to, he's going to get a lot of weeks where he gets like seven, six, seven points off like 60 yards rushing off on like mm-hmm. 13 carries. And you're going to be like, well, where's the guy that got me like 20 a week in the beginning of the season. Right. And he, like you said, he's touchdown dependent. And I think when the, when Penny comes in and Carlos Hyde will still be there, they're going to use all three of those guys. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree. Um, so let's jump into our waiver wire for week three quickly. And then we'll, we'll, we'll end this puppy already. You've been listening all this time and we're we're already going to talk about that. So we'll start with the quarterback position as we always do. Um, We have some guys uh, from fantasy pros listed. They're owned in 25, 2%, 2% for two of them. And then 25% in other leagues. But I do want to note some other players that might be owned a little bit more (coughs) in leagues at this point. Um, Sure. Just based on last week and the possibility of this week. Um, Preface. Also, week three waiver wire show recorded before Monday Night Football. So if somebody goes off on Monday Night Football that changed, like last week, James, uh, what was it? Um, James Conner's backup escapes. Benny Snell had a uh, 20-something rushes for 100 yards after James Conner got hurt. So he had a relatively decent day. But keep an eye on the game tonight and just see who's a good pickup, who's not a good pickup. Um, But anyway, some, some other quarterbacks that we have. Uh, Tannehill's probably owned, but I just want to reference him. He's on the waiver wire in, in a couple of my leagues, um, but he had uh, somewhere around 20, 24 to 25 fantasy points, I believe, in regular yep. scoring leagues. Um, Goff has had a really good start to the season. Yeah, even even week one where he, like fantasy point-wise, he was not that good, so you probably didn't... But football-wise, he was it. pretty good. But football-wise, he was good. He just didn't throw any touchdowns. I'll tell you. This week he... He threw three touchdowns. I don't so. want to make any predictions. I watched the Seahawks last night. I know you love the Bucks, and you probably changed your opinions on the Bucks. But I, the Rams, the Seahawks, 49ers, who we'll see what happens without Jimmy. But, um, you know, th- there's some really good teams over there in that. There in is that the NFC. Cardinals, too. I mean, that division yeah. is stacked. The 49ers could end up being the worst team in that division because of their injuries. Uh, it's funny. They're, they're all in the same division. That kind of blows. I know. <laughs> But I, I think the 49ers, are, I mean, three teams can make the playoffs this year in one division with the two wild card spots. Yep. Um, or the three wild card spots, actually. So Did they make it more wild. Oh, yeah, that's right. We expanded the playoffs. Yeah, right. Totally forgot. Um, about that. Anyway, but yeah, the, the Rams look really good. Um, the Eagles look really, I mean, the NFC East, I think, just looks awful. Like, and it, ha- it really hasn't changed that much in the last like two years. The yeah. NFC East blows and the NFC West is great. Um, but the Rams definitely look more like 2018 than they do 2019, which is good. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Cardinals look good. 49ers look like pretty good. They just, they're mm. going to struggle a lot with injuries if, if they lost Bosa. And I think uh, Solomon as well on defense and mm. Garoppolo and most, they just had a lot of injuries this week. And if the, those are long-term, you could see them being the worst team in that division, which is surprising. And then, yeah, the Seahawks, I mean, I still don't think that roster is that great, but they got Russell Wilson and that, I mean, Metcalf, Wilson, Lockett, like Carson, their offense is very good. So, and they have some big name players on defense like Jamal Adams. So, I mean, they're going to be the Seahawks and they'll win probably like 10 games. So yeah, that division is stacked. Back to fantasy football though. Oh yeah. So Goff is, is had a pretty good week. He had, um, I think it was 24 fantasy points as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fitzpatrick had 24, 25 fantasy points. Um, Justin Herbert, a shock start. We'll talk about him probably in a second, but that was, uh, he came away with about 20 something fantasy points as well. So, and then Roethlisberger keeps coming out and, and putting up good numbers. So, yeah. I mean, he, he could be a good streaming option, but, um, as far as that's concerned at the quarterback position, I, we have three guys that are waiver wire ads that are possible waiver wire ads that we're going to discuss. We'll start off with Minshew. Um, he's owned in 25.7% of leagues. So I know he's owned in our league, but a majority of leagues in our home league, but in a majority of leagues, he was dropped. If you're not a super flex league or a two quarterback, um, he was dropped or, and, or not drafted. Um, he's had two good weeks in a row. 
Um, and I think, I think what, you know, we talked about this, we talked about this in the off season this year uh, is Gardner Minshew's ability to run the football. Um, he, d- he hasn't done a lot of it and it hasn't been efficient, but two fantasy points per game added to his total is good. Cause if he only gets 18 points, that gets you up to the 20 ceiling, you know, that you want to see from a quarterback. So, uh, but week one, he had 20, I think it was 20 fantasy points total. And then week two, he had 25 fantasy points. So he has, he's been showing a pretty decent floor. He has Miami coming up this week. Um, He is definitely a streaming option. If he is in your league, I would spend, you know, maybe 20, 20 waiver budget fob, whatever you want to call it. Uh, $20 in waiver budget to uh, pick him up. Yeah. If you don't have a quarterback, don't waste your money. If you have a quarterback. (laughs) Right. Right. Obviously. Yeah, but Minshew's. If you need a quarterback, he he should be the guy. I think who you need to pick up. I think if Tannehill's available, though, I definitely would consider Tannehill mm-hmm. over Minshew. But one of those guys, I think, is the absolutely the top pickup. He's shown it two straight weeks. He's got good weapons. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback. Which yeah, we we've been saying a lot of people didn't believe it, but he's actually a, a decent quarterback, um, and he's got the running upside as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's proven it through the first two weeks that he can be he can be um, a starting quarterback in fantasy. Agreed. Uh, Justin Herbert was, um, I was sitting on my couch watching football and, um, cause what else are you going to do on Sunday? Um, right. so, but I was, I turned around and I was like, I was doing something and then they said the game was starting and the charges are going to go on off. And so I turned around and I saw Herbert's face and I didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Where's Tyrod? Right. So, uh, Tyrod missed because of some form of a chest injury. Um, I guess he went to the hospital and, um, he's been released. So he's all right, I guess. But, um, Herbert comes in and I, I, I think a, the chargers coach is a complete moron for continually, even after this game, continually, uh, touting Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback after he couldn't do anything against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Herbert went out against, you know, a relatively decent defense and performed very good. So um, he kept them in it and he was like going toe to toe with, with Patrick Mahomes the entire game. So like Herbert is like, I don't want to say he's the real deal after one game, but he looked freaking good. Um, He had a decent, uh, he had a decent total fantasy point wise in the game. He had, I think it was 25 fantasy points. Um, he provided a decent rushing floor as well. Um, he had 18 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So that brought his totals up. But um, is he worth an add to you? No, not right now. Um, okay. Because there's just, we don't even know if he's going to start. If you're in a really deep league, then sure. But right. he showed that he has potential, man. To, if he if they end up announcing he's the starter, mm-hmm. he's got a running floor, which I think we talked about in our draft show like our rookie draft show a while yeah. back in the offseason but he's got he's got a decent running floor he's got good yeah. weapons around him. i mean i don't good think there's a quarterback out of call coming out of college that doesn't anymore <laughs> yeah that's like required uh, it's required information right but yeah no i think herbert he's somebody who keep your eye on for yeah. the future but i think right now i probably wouldn't pick him up okay yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Fitzmagic, I'm assuming you're feeling the same about him. Yeah, no, he had trash time points. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're streaming, you know, obviously, just to quickly recap, Minshew and, and Tannehill have to be on your roster. Um, yep. If you're, if you're looking for a quarterback to stream. but uh, anyway, I think Minshew might be the stream of the week this week, too, against yeah, uh, Miami. Agreed. Um, let's talk about the um, and half PPR, basing it, basing it off half PPR. Let's talk about some of the running back ads. Now, obviously, with some of the injuries, you talk about the additions mm-hmm. of Wayne Gallman. Now, we played this game before last year with Wayne Gallman. I would say uh, leave that alone. Um, I would also leave Devonta Freeman alone because even if he comes in, he's going to be very limited in workload, um, yep. for, for the first week, just because he needs to a learn the system and B he hasn't taken a snap since midway through last year. So, um, not even midway through last year. Did he play the whole yeah, season? I, I don't, I don't know. No, so he did long. play the whole year last year. So anyway, Freeman though, um, he's has not played in a very long time at this rate. So uh, he is going to be somebody who's going to be kind of eased in a little bit. Um, with Le'Veon Bell being out, and Frank Gore being notably the starter. I don't know. Just 
stop me if you disagree with any of these. I would not no. pick up Frank Gore either. I think he's not worth. He's owned in thirteen percent of leagues right now. I don't even think he should be owned in any. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he provides a chance for one touchdown. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the fourth running back on the roster for San Francisco, and with the absence of both. Tevin Coleman and uh, what's his name? Uh, Mostert. Mocha, Raheem Mostert this, this particular week. Uh, Wilson provides at least somewhat of an opportunity to have success. We, he's shown that he can be really good um, in short mm-hmm. spurts of time. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't add him either. Um, so all four of those guys, I just kind of stay away from. Um, and then Deion Lewis is getting added a lot for the giants as well. And I would, any, any giants running back at this point is kind of out of the question <laughs> to me at this point. Yeah. Um, so, and the reason why that's the case, just to give you like, so you're like, Oh, why are you saying that about the giants? Uh, Saquon Barkley is a freak and he can make plays happen in that offense. Uh, that offensive line is horrible. If, 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 Saquon Barkley goes out and only rushes for one yard of carry in the first game of the season. It's not because he's bad. It's because his offensive line sucks that bad. It doesn't matter if you put Freeman Lewis or Gallman behind it. It still sucks. And it's still that bad. None of those guys are as good as Saquon Barkley. So I don't, you're going to, people are going to run out and buy that giants backfield. I'm, I'm staying very, there's going to be weeks where like Deion Lewis will get like 12 points or 13 points. People are going to pick him up and the next week. He'll get three. Like it's, that's just how the the backfield's going to work. Now, um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with all your points so far. Okay, um, so we'll talk about uh, what it looks like is four running backs at, the, at this point, and we're doing that thing with Miami players again, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, so, Daryl Henderson is. You know what? I'll 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 be nice. Uh, the Rams backfield situation is like a game of Russian roulette. I don't know what running back it's going to be or what bullet is in the chamber, but if you start one and you fire and it it happens to hit, you're good. But um, I don't know that I, that you can predict that last week, Malcolm uh, wasn't Malcolm Brown had 20 something fantasy points and he was good. And he was the, he was the, he was the pickup of the week at the running back position. Yep. This week, Daryl Henderson goes in and he is now the pickup of the week at running back. Um, a, is it worth adding Daryl Henderson to your roster and B, uh, are you still holding on to Malcolm Brown? See, so the thing, um, we we talked we talked about this before the season. We talked about this after week one, and I'll say it now: they're going to use all three backs. There's going to be weeks where Malcolm Brown goes off. There's going to be weeks where Joel Henderson goes off. Yeah. And eventually later in the season, I think there's going to be weeks where Cam Akers goes off. I do, however, think Henderson is worth a pickup because Akers got injured in that game, mm-hmm. um, who we didn't mention before the show. But I think he's. I don't know if he's going to play this week. Um, okay. I think as of right now, the latest I saw that he's it's early in the week still, but the latest I saw was he's not going to play this upcoming week. And I know Malcolm Brown also got hurt late in the game. Yeah. So both guys got hurt. Daryl Henderson is the only guy there. And Daryl Henderson was by far the best running back this week. And Sean McVay is going to ride the hot hand. So at least for a week yeah. or two, I think Daryl Henderson is going to be the lead back for the Rams. And if he plays well in those opportunities, they could ride him the rest of the season. So I definitely think he's worth a pickup, but uh, don't spend all your money on him because he very well could lose that job in like two weeks to Malcolm Brown again, or Cam makers. Fair enough. Um, I would say he is worth a, an ad, but I don't want to spend too much on him. Like last week, people ran out and spent 30 something dollars, 40, 50 <laughs> right. on, that was too much on Malcolm Brown. Uh, on Hines and Malcolm Brown. So it, it yeah. is it is a little bit tougher to predict. But I think Henderson, whereas Malcolm Brown's an undrafted player who is been a career backup, essentially, and Daryl Henderson being a fourth-round pick, third-round pick for the Rams that they expected to be good going into this or last season, and he just didn't live up. If he starts to run away with the job, I think he's more likely to take it as opposed to Malcolm Brown. I think Malcolm Brown's going to have to earn it a little bit more than what Daryl Henderson would do because Daryl Henderson does well. It's a confirmation as to what they thought he was last year when they drafted him. If Malcolm right. Brown does good, it's a, oh, it might have been a good week for him, but we don't know if he's actually real. 
So I think Henderson's worth the add just on a speculation kind of point. Um, I do think people are going to run out and try to add the next best running back for Los Angeles. And I almost traded for Malcolm Brown last week. So happy day. Yeah. Um, so I would, I, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to put a number on Daryl Henderson, but that's what we're here to do. So how much money do you want to spend on him? Uh, in a $100 or $200? 200 is fine. 200. I'd yeah. probably put like 20 bucks. Yeah. I'd put like 15. So you, yeah. I mean, in the, in that range, like yeah. 10 to 20, 20, I'm not going higher than like 20, 20 being the, everyone in the league needs a running back and I don't want to spend too much fob. Yeah. I probably wouldn't spend too much more than that. Um, but go ahead. I, I was saying, but you still want to spend at least a little bit on him. Yeah. Um, Mike Davis is another guy that you can add. He has the Los Angeles chargers next week. So that's a little bit tougher of a matchup than you would like, especially for a running back that, you know, especially with Christian McCaffrey being out for four to six weeks. Um, this guy takes over as the main running back, but for a guy that is, is in his first start with Carolina is now going to go. Carolina has not had a running back outside of Christian McCaffrey for a couple of years now. So yep. uh, not a guy who even takes snaps. So uh, Mike Davis comes in at 0.8% owned um, rightfully so. Uh, but I, I it, it's concerning because he had one rush for one yard in the game, but the rest of the game, because they were losing, so they weren't really rushing it. So I give them, right. like, I, I won't take anything away from Mike Davis, but yeah, eight receptions for 74 yards in the game. So that's, yeah, that which is, is different for Mike Davis. Cause I ain't never seen that before from him. Um, so I, I mean, for me, I think if you, if you are the Christian McCaffrey owner or you are a Saquon Barkley owner, it is worth, if you're just a, a standard, unless you want to block somebody, if you're a standard team, I would, I would say don't really, invest in Mike Davis, but right. Cause you're only going to get him for a few weeks. If you lost a running back this week, you should definitely go out and add Mike Davis. I don't know if you should start him this week. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. on starts and sits possibly on fr- Friday, but I mean on Thursday, but um, yeah, Mike Davis, I think, I think becomes a must add for you. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be trying to add him. So the ceiling is going to be high. I would say 40 something is what you're probably going to have to spend. If you want Mike Davis, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you what I think he's going to be cost. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't really bother picking up Mike Davis unless you are. I'd I'd bother picking him up, but I'm really not trying to go out of my way to get him. um, Unless you had McCaffrey or even Barkley, but especially McCaffrey. Um, Like you said, if you lost a running back this week. Yeah. But especially with McCaffrey, because Mike Davis is only going to be the starter until McCaffrey comes in. So if you already own McCaffrey, um, I would try to make a big push for Mike Davis and he's not going to produce nearly as much as McCaffrey did, but he can maybe he can get you like 10 points a week, um, which could just fill the void a little bit uh, just yeah. until he comes back. So if you're a McCaffrey owner, I would definitely try to spend like, like $30, $40 on Mike Davis. But if mm-hmm. you're anybody else, I'm not really spending more than like $10. Okay. Um, let's move to my buy of the week at running back. Oh yeah, almost like Jerick McKinnon. He's he's it. Yeah, I don't care what fantasy team you are, you should be putting waiver budget in on on Jerick McKinnon. Um, Mostert's out for probably a couple weeks. I don't know what the freak's going on with Tevin Coleman, but he's been non-existent generically speaking uh, for San Francisco in the first couple weeks of the season. And I think when you talk about what McKinnon, the expectation was three years ago for this kid. <laughs> people had such a high ceiling for him and just every single time he had the opportunity he would get hurt and um now he finally gets his opportunity his chance to show us what he was supposed to be um mm-hmm. i think he's gonna start i think he's gonna get a lot of opportunity in this game him and jeff wilson jr but i mean mckinnon in the first two weeks of the season he had 11 fantasy points week one he's been getting somewhat a decent amount of target share. Um, his workload went down last week from eight opportunities to four opportunities, but those four, three opportunities on the ground he had this week resulted in 77 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, if he starts to get 15, 10, 15 carries and three, four catches, 
this week and possibly next week if they miss games, I think he's going to be ridiculously good because the San Francisco 49ers running back core is ridiculously good. So that is that is a player that can sit on your bench that you can trade away or that can replace Saquon, can replace, you know, I mean, that's not replaceable. You can't replace right. Saquon or Christian McCaffrey. But if you need somebody to go out week one and start, this is the guy to do it. He's playing the Giants, by the way. Yeah, especially for this week, McKinnon's going to go off. My only problem with McKinnon is, you know, once Coleman and Mostert comes back, is mm-hmm. he still going to be worth right what he what he's what you might have to pay for him right um but yeah for the first like first like two three weeks i think he's gonna absolutely be uh like he could he could get like 15 to 20 points Mm -hmm. this week against the giants um so yeah i I absolutely mckinnon i i think of all these guys too i think i'm with you mckinnon's probably the guy to add um it's him and henderson for me but i'd probably put mckinnon a little bit higher than henderson yeah um i'd be willing to put like 25 maybe even $30. If you lost Barkley or McCaffrey, um, I would definitely be willing to put in a $200 budget, probably like 30, 35, 35 would okay. probably be the max I'd put. Yeah. But yeah, sounds good around there. Um, yeah, I would probably do the same around where I was talking about Mike Davis. I'd probably do somewhere around 40 again, if you wanted oh, wow. to do that. Um, I think that, I mean, at this point, <laughs> What are you saving your waiver budget for? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's week three, so things can happen. But right, you know, it, it is what it, I hate. I hate putting waiver budget on people and then having no one pick them up. I did that last week. So mad. I put eleven bucks on Corey Davis, and no one, no one put a claim in. And I was like, "You freaking losers! You just let me <laughs> sit here and die by myself." Uh, it's worse than if you put like fifty dollars on somebody and nobody else put a pin. It's so true. Um Dion Lewis, uh we already talked about Dion Lewis, so I'm sorry. Uh Mike Miles Gaskin, final running back that we'll talk about. 113% of sure. weeks. Some people picked him up. Wasn't really a hot pickup last week. We kind of said to avoid him, but for the second week in a row, he put up decent numbers. He had 11 fantasy points, still hasn't scored a touchdown. He had seven rushes for 46 yards, similar to the output that he had the re- the previous week in rushing. But the biggest area that I think uh, becomes more noticeable with Miles Gaskin is the receiving work. Mm-hmm. He had six catches, 36 yards um, last week or this week. And then last week he had four receptions for 26 yards. So um, it's not hyper efficient. It's not great work, but if he starts to see an increase in workload in terms of rushing where he gets 12, 13, 14 rushes per game. And then, you know, he continues that receiving work. Um, This is a guy that actually could look pretty decent going forward. Um, I don't have a good week again this week too against Jacksonville. Oh yeah. Huge. Um, Like I, if he has a big week against Jacksonville on Thursday night football, my pants are off, but I don't like any Miami players. I've done this before with like bad offenses yeah. and it's like, I, I think can't... Parker's the only guy that I'm I even got guys. Like, we did this week. last year. We did this last, the exact same thing with Parker last year. And it's like, we're going to do this all the way up until, you know, the, the, the midway point is, in the season, somebody's going to yeah. pick him up. But like, for me, I'm like, I, like, I keep on looking at miles Gaskin. What if he ends up on the waiver wire every single week until week eight or nine. And through that first half of the season, he's like a top 15 running back. Like, I doubt it. I doubt that's going to happen. But like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Either, we're just going to sit. Yeah. We're going to sit here and pretend. But it's like if he gets well, 10 fantasy points a game. Mistakes from last year. Pick up Miles Gaskin. Yeah, yeah, I would do it. I mean, I we, told, we told people to pick up Gaskin last year. I'm talking to myself here. Should I pick yeah. Gaskin up? No. <laughs> I'm going to do it <laughs> just for freaking kicks and giggles. Um, I actually don't think he's a bad ad. I think it's a it's, it would be. No. At maximum, with the amount of injuries that you had, and you know, guys, if you have guys that are on IR or whatever, you're going to have some some roster space if you have an IR slot. So, I would definitely add him as something that's more speculative, I guess. Um, but you know, outside of that, like I'm not saying start him. I'm not saying put him in your lineup. You know, this week against Jacksonville, but put him in your you know pick him up now before he has a 20 point game and gets 15 rushes. You know what I mean? Uh, cause right. if something like that happens, he becomes the number one ad and you're having to drop 60, $70 in waiver budget for him, you know? Um, so he's a sneaky little ad at this point. Um, but we'll see what happens. Any other thoughts on Gaskin before I move on to wide receivers? We'll run through the no, wide we, receivers pretty quickly. We can do wide receivers. 
So we have some interesting plays. Um, we're not going to talk about, you know, 18 guys, but... Um, no, a lot of these guys aren't even worth... Yeah, um, we have. I think. I think we'll talk about the. I, our. I would. I would say we both pretty much agree with who the number one guy is, but yep. we'll. Uh, we'll. We'll talk about a couple of different players. Um, so uh, let's start with Michael Pittman Jr. Um, he's a rookie wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, owned in fourteen percent of leagues. Uh, Paris Campbell went down in this game, and he is going to miss a chunk of time. I'm not sure how much. We'll let you know on Friday if you owned him. But um, if you're a Paris Campbell owner, I would slide Campbell into your uh, into your IR slot and then pick up Pittman. And I think sure. Pittman's going to play the same kind of role at this point as my, as Paris Campbell was. Um, he had uh, I don't I'm not into rookie wide receivers, but he did have a couple of really good catches in the game, and he was he was relatively efficient in the time that he had. So I don't think he's yeah. a bad ad. I because he's so low on the waiver wire ranking and so low to a lot of people, I don't even think you need to spend money on him. To if be if with you me. can get him without spending money on him and you had like a Paris Campbell, then I think he's definitely worth a pickup. But yeah. if you're just a regular team um, who's just looking to add a player, yeah. I don't think Pittman's the guy that no, you should no, be right, right. focusing on. Um, he only had like, I think five fantasy points this week, which uh, he was again, six with times Paris Campbell out, he could definitely get more. He did get more targets this week, which was good to see. Uh, I think he had like but six I think, or seven targets. To be honest with you, I think he's a better... Yeah, he had six targets. I think he's a better option than Zach Pascal, who caught a touchdown this week, and he's kind of like a mirage for people. Yeah, I do too, yeah. Um, so I would definitely add him over that. But like like I said, he'll probably still be on your waiver wire like later in the season. Um, right. The next guy, uh, Rieger... Um, I'm surprised... Like, you own him in your league. Um, I'm surprised yeah. that he's not... Um, you probably own him in multiple leagues, to be honest with you. But I'm surprised that he's on this list, considering that a majority of people drafted him late. Um, it says he's only owned in 26% of leagues. So um, I feel like I'm not, like I said, these rookie wide receivers I'm not excited about. But this is, you know, this is a guy that's only had four targets a game. I, I, at this point, until we see that Jalen Rieger gets a massive increase in target share, I don't think it's yeah. worth... It's it's really here. frustrating, um, and even Eagles fans have complained about it. Not not just fantasy wise, yeah. But if you do own Rieger too, he has been pretty solid. Uh, he he had all four. He caught all four of his targets um, this past week. He's got six fantasy points in week one. He had six fantasy points in week two. I think he's clearly the. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is also there, who's looked pretty good. But he he's there's been times where he's open, and Carson Wentz has just not been good. Yeah, I do think he's he's worth a roster spot, but you definitely don't want to like stardom or anything um this week's gonna be really telling i think uh it could just be he's a rich receiver and they're just trying to ease him into it which i think a lot of people have kind <clears> of <throat> hoped for yeah or or just hoping for he has kind of i think he's been the second wide receiver though um which is a good sign right and then if he has a good week this week against the Bengals, which is not a good defense uh then i think a lot of people will be rushing to pick him up so i i if you can get him for free and you you have yeah. another roster spot again. There's other guys in this list that I'd rather have, right. but um, if you have the roster spot, I think do think he's worth a pickup to stash and see what he does this week. Yeah, uh, against and, the Bengals, and he's free essentially. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, another guy kind of slipping under the radar, Keelan Cole. Uh, he had 13 fantasy points week one, five targets, five receptions, 47 yards, and then week two he had seven targets, six receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, averaging about 10 yards per reception, putting up some decent fantasy numbers. This is a, yep. you know, you have to kind of watch out for the touchdown mirage because um, if he did not catch a touchdown in either one of these games, you're talking about a six and an eight fantasy point week instead of where right. he finished. So that's the expectation for what he is, but you see an increase in target share uh, against Tennessee. He's going up against Miami. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, <clears throat> buying into the Jacksonville receiver core at this point. Um, people are excited about LaVisca Chenault. They're excited about Keelan Cole right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I, 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 I'm not really in on the Keelan Cole train yet. I'd like to sure. see more. Um, but I think this is the time because he's got Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit coming up. So, I mean, if there's any grouping of games where he could have success and increase his target share, those are it. Um, but, 
I just, he's not an exciting player and it's not, it's, it's more of like a, it's not even a speculative ad. Like he's not, he's three years in the league, 27 years old. Like I don't, I don't, he might be able to provide something for your team, but I don't see any much, anything else coming from him. Right. Uh, yeah, I think he, he's similar um, to Rieger where he, I'm not trying to spend any money on him, but if you need the spot, I'd pick him up. Yeah, he's got a good schedule coming up, but you know, Rieger would be it, it, he's putting up the same numbers as Rieger. The only difference is he's getting touchdowns. Yeah, so I don't, I'm not going crazy on Keelan Cole, but again, we're he's worth the roster spot right now for sure. Okay, um, so the last three guys we'll we'll talk about at the wide receiver position, um, Mike, Mike Williams. Owned in 53% of leagues, so he is most likely, there's a 50% chance he's not in your league uh, on the waiver wire. Um, I don't know with Mike Williams. He didn't really get a good target share with Justin Herbert. If Herbert, no, continues, he to, if Herbert continues to play, I don't know what Mike Williams is going to look like in that context. Tyrod plays. He was targeted a little bit more with Tyrod, but it wasn't an efficient target share. So, yeah. Um, I don't know on Mike Williams. I definitely think he's worth an ad on your bench, but I feel like I played the game with Mike Williams so long that it's like, I just don't know if I, I want to take the right. the leap and on him anymore. Yeah. I think the reason he's on this list though, is because, you know, there was a play uh, in the game where he Herbert threw it like 50 yards down the field at, to Williams in the end zone. Yeah. And he just under threw him a slight bit um, and he didn't catch it. But if he would have caught that, that would have been like a 60, 50 yard touchdown. Um, it would have changed things fantasy wise for Mike Williams completely. Yeah. And I do think with Herbert's arm strength, um, it's a lot better Williams than Tyrod. Is gonna, he's going to have weeks where he gets like three points, but he's also going to get weeks where he's going to get like 20. Um, so yeah. he, he's going to be real boomer bust if Herbert mm-hmm. is the starting quarterback. Um, so he's worth a roster spot for sure in that sense. But he had two points this week. I wouldn't, if he's available in your league, I'm not trying to spend any budget on him. But another again, guy who's worth a stash. I think he's going to require budget um, at this okay. rate. But yeah, I would I would just add a waiver claim with no budget and see what happens. Yep. Same here. Yeah. Um, Nikhil Harry, I feel like he's going to be on this list all year. Uh, people were mocking him for his um, inability to stay planted while running. You oh, just kind of you blow on him and he, he falls over. That's what people were saying last night. I mean, not Sunday night during the football game. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I don't. I didn't see it that much, but anyway, um, Nikhil is a very interesting ad. Very interesting. Um, I'm pissed because he's owning in our leagues. Because why not? Because Patriots, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he had week one. He had six, five, five catches, six receptions. I mean, uh, six targets, five receptions, and um, didn't look great. It was like 7.8 yards per reception. It was gross he as fuck. fumbled frick. as well. And, and he fumbled as well, as well. So he didn't even come away with like seven fantasy points. He came away with like four. Um, yep. So, but what you ended up with in week two against Seattle was 12 targets, eight receptions, 72 yards. Didn't catch a touchdown, but there is for sure upside there. He had 11 fantasy points. If this is something that Nikhil does on a week to week basis, and then he starts adding touchdowns, he is mm. definitely worth an ad in any league. Um, I, I think like when you talk about the Keelan Coles and the Mike Williams, I think you know what they are. You know what I mean? Like, you know what they're going to provide you. Mike Williams is going to provide you, like you said, maybe an explosive game where he catches two touchdowns and is ridiculous, but most of the time he's just going to poof himself. Right. Nikhil Harry is a player that was drafted in the first round last year and they just haven't gotten him the ball. And I'm surprised to see Cam Newton throw it as much as they did last night. Oh, I keep saying last night, but it was Sunday. We're recording yeah. this on Monday, by the way, once again, as a reminder. Which is, which is why, yeah. Why I keep night. saying it wrong. But anyway, so, but Nikhil getting 12 targets is a very, very good sign um, for your fantasy team and for picking him up this week. Right, yeah. No, I, I 100% would pick up. Nikhil Harry, if he's out there, out of all the guys we've talked about so far, he's probably the guy I would spend waiver budget on. Yeah. Um, and he's the guy I want the most, probably on this whole list. Um, he tied with Edelman in receptions. The only difference was that Edelman averaged 22 yards a catch and Nikhil Harry averaged nine. Yeah. Um, he was kind of, Edelman had some big plays in that game. But yeah, I, I don't think Cam Newton's going to throw the ball as much as he did. Um, 
on Sunday against the Seahawks, but I do think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more during the season, and we could see Harry getting like mm-hmm. eight targets a week. Uh, and if he does that, he's going to he's going to eventually start. He's going to score a few touchdowns here, um, and it's going to make him get up to like that 15, 16 point fantasy range. And people are going to be like, man, he's actually not that bad. So yeah. I, I would definitely pick up Nikhil Harry worth Ross spot. And as you said, we kind of know the guys on this list. We know Mike Williams. Um, I think we know Keelan Cole for the most part. We don't really know what Nikhil Harry can do um, yeah, right. with the potential targets he's going to see. So I, I would for sure pick up Nikhil Harry. So the final guy on our list is um, Russell Gage. I, I would say he's my wide receiver pickup of the week. Um, okay. last week I was a little bit more hesitant on it because Julio Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage all had 12 targets each, which is insane. That's not going to happen on a week to week basis, right. but you saw him still get nine targets, um, and six catches in the game and he did catch a touchdown. He wasn't very efficient through the air, but he continued mm. with the target share. And that's the important note that you have to make is that he had, you know, 12 targets in game one, nine targets in game two. Um, we talk about over the end of the last season, no one really talked about his his finish to the season, but week 12 to week 17, he had 11 fantasy points, 10 targets, 13 fantasy points, nine targets. He had a game, uh, four fantasy points for two targets, six, six, two straight games with six targets, five and eight he finished. And then in the last game of the season, he had 13 targets, finished with 10 fantasy points. So, Obviously not an extremely high upside play, but that target share total is continuing on into this year. Um, so it's not just a mirage. Uh, and if Nikhil Harry does actually miss time due to some form of an injury, um, I feel like he is a he is a decent um, ad going forward. Um, I'm surprised that he didn't get picked up in more leagues last year. Be, uh, last year didn't get picked up in more uh, leagues this week because mm-hmm. of. Uh, you know, the amount of target share that he had, but looking forward, I think, I think you can definitely safely put some waiver budget on Russell Gage and, and, and get him on your team. Yeah. Gage. Uh, I, I feel like he's taken, um, you know, he was decent last year and I think he's taken a bump up this year. Uh, he, I know it's weird to pick up like the third receiver on a team, but with the amount, the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> they throw it 40, ball, 50 times a game. And they did this last year. Yeah. They throw it so much. So Julio Jones can be effective. Calvin Ridley can be effective. Hayden Hurst can have his weeks and Russell Gage could potentially get like 10 points a week. So um, definitely worth a pickup. I would put a little bit of waiver budget on him. Not a ton though, because I think his ceiling is capped unless like Julio got hurt yeah. or Calvin Ridley got hurt. Right. Um, but he, he, he's still worth the roster spot because of, I think his weekly production so far this year. And I think, I mean, I don't see it really going down considering the targets he's gotten. Fair enough. Uh, I would also note, don't pick up, um, don't pick up Damari Bird. Yeah, don't pick up Damari. He did look decent, but yeah, don't pick him up. Yeah. So um, I think the final guy that we have here is is Logan. Uh, is I mean, I'm sorry. Fine, I said final guy. Final position we have is tight end. We have a couple of different yeah. guys. Dalton Schultz actually had a relatively decent game for Dallas. He did, um, yeah. Surprisingly. I don't know that he's worth the ad because of the amount of talent on Dallas. I don't know how successful Dalton Schultz is going to be on a week to week basis, but I think he's definitely worth some speculation. If you, if you have a roster spot and it's like a deeper league and you want to add Dalton Schultz as like Mm. a speculative play, that's fine. But I don't think I'm picking up, I picking him up to start him. Right. Um, Jordan Reed had two touchdowns um, for San Francisco in the absence of George Kittle. Uh, I think he's startable in some leagues without George Kittle in the lineup. But as soon as Kittle gets back, he's kind of worthless. Um, There was a lot of target share going to Drew Sample for Cincinnati after, I don't even remember what his name is, went down. I don't know that I pick up Drew Sample yet, but I keep uh, CJ Uzama. Uh, I would take, definitely take a look at Drew Sample and just keep an eye on him. Uh, Don't, don't pick him up yet. Oh, it does like to throw to tight ends. So it, yeah. It, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't pick him up yet, but definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, and then you have uh, Moali Cox. That is a f- mirage game. Don't do not pick up at Moali yeah, Cox. Yeah. 
Um, so the two guys I think that are interesting, more you know, some interesting ads. I think OJ Howard is a good pickup now because he seems to be. He did not have. I don't think he had a great week this week, but he he seems, had one. He had one catch for eleven yards on two on two targets. OJ Howard. Yeah. 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 He did not have a good week this week, but. Um, he seems to be the guy that Tom Brady is targeting. It's not really Gronk at this point at, at the tight end position, at yeah. the tight end position. So if you, if you want to buy in on OJ Howard, then that's fine. He does play Denver this week. So that's it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough matchup. I, I don't know that I'd pick OJ Howard up this week. If you, if he's on your way for wire um, and then Logan Thomas, extremely disappointing last week. A lot of people were excited to see him this week. Um, I, this is why you don't buy into terrible offenses. Um, just to give you some... Everyone was like, yeah. Logan Thomas, pick him of the week. Go out and get him and start him this week. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, relax. He did have nine targets, though. So that is something I don't think a lot of people will notice. So he'll get dropped. Or if somebody picked him up this past week, he'll get dropped. Or if he's still yeah. available, I don't think anybody's going to put waiver budget on him. But if you need tight end and you saw that he got nine targets and you want to pick him up, yeah. I wouldn't put any money on him. Not holding it against um, But I think you could still get him if you don't put any money on him because of the, his, like, what, five fantasy points he got this week? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, you can probably get him for free. I don't think I don't think the tight ends, um, I don't think the tight ends have any kind of value at this point for me. <laughs> yeah. He's not a tight end no, that I'm I, I literally wait and see I on every single Schultz one of these guys. is probably the guy I would pick up. Yeah. The, uh, the, I do, the I do think there are too many weapons. And he's not going to get, I mean, Dak threw it a lot. He's not yeah. going to get nine catches a week. But um, he's going to play the Jer- the Jarwin role. So I, I do think he can have, he'll have one week where he gets like five fantasy points and one week where he gets 15. So okay. I do think he could be worth a pickup. Well, that'll do it for this, uh, this edition of the Waiver Wire show. Um, yeah. Tomorrow we got trade targets, I believe. So be sure to check in for that. Um, if you have any waiver wire questions, please leave them in the comments um, and we'll, we'll give you the best advice we can. Be sure to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe everywhere you're listening right now and we'll talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>